Hello, welcome to MikeyPod. This is episode 191. Today is September 10th, 2015. Today's guest, Pavel Rivera. He is the brains behind the band. I shouldn't say that because all the people in the band are awesome, but it's sort of, he's the head lead guy, whatever you call that. Um, and he does the songwriting and singing and he's awesome. So they're great. You'll be hearing a lot of music from them today as, lo- as well as our interview. And uh, they're based here in Brooklyn, New York, holler and yeah so before we get into that i want to do some checking in with you guys uh my my drip is launching october 1st i mentioned it last week if i'm not mistaken excuse me drip it's a it's at drip.com it's a curated membership platform for creators and communities so the deal is i'm gonna set up a site i'm in the process of setting it up right now where people who uh, follow my podcast or follow my music or follow my videos on YouTube, which have been few and far between lately, but we're going to work on that. Um, And I will be uh, posting content uh, like my album will be up there. And so what you'll do is subscribe for $5 a month and that gives you access to um, a lot of material. And I'm going to really use it this year uh, with the animal sanctuary, the Tamerlane uh, residency and post a lot of works in progress and um, talk about that process, how it's going for the week and, and share things in there that I wouldn't normally just write on a blog. The idea is that it's for uh, people who are especially interested both in knowing about that process and hearing how it's going and also people who are interested in having like a, a hands-on sort of uh patronage, uh, a way to support my work. One of the things that I'm struggling with right now is that I'm trying to spend as much time as I can at the farm and I got to pay bills too. So, um, I have to work in the city a lot, which everyone does. Don't get me wrong. But the more people I have subscribed on the, um, drip page, the more, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the less time I'll have to work on other stuff. So uh, the, uh, should I put it a different way? Um, your membership in the drip supports my process of creating work, which isn't something I would typically get paid for at this point in my career. So it would be amazing. So um, all of that's happening in a few weeks. So keep your eye out for that. I'll definitely make sure you're posted. If you would like to get super close updates about all this stuff, you can sign up for my email list um, at michaelherron.com. It's pretty obvious. There's a big window there for you to log into. Uh, I went to the Drip office uh, this week. They invited me to come say hello. And I was going to interview someone from Drip for the podcast. And when I got there, I realized like, oh, when they said podcast interview, they wanted to interview me. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be on their podcast. And uh, it's one of those... No, those, uh, I mean, it's no secret if you've been following my work that I'm just recently, in the past couple of years, been really focused on creating solo work and, and doing my own thing rather than, you know, playing the piano for other people. Uh, so it just, I, it's jarring in a really great way to be like, oh, I guess they want to talk to me. I'm an artist. Yeah. So that's great. I'm super excited about all of that. I'll keep you posted for sure. You'll hear more about it here on the podcast. Let's get into the interview. Before we do, I want you to hear. <laughs> that's a big fake out, isn't it? Let's get into the interview. But first, well, this is sort of like part of the interview because we're going to listen to a track from Twin Tapes. This is from their latest album called Mass Disintegration. The track is called Everyday Chemical. And it's Twin Tapes. I'm 
Hey, Michael. What's up? Uh, thanks. Thanks so much for uh, having me on your podcast. I'm very excited. Oh, thanks for being here. We just listened to uh, one of your tracks. Oh, I should back up. This is Pavel Rivera from Twin Tapes, who we just heard with Everyday Chemical. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, I'm so psyched to talk to you. Like, uh, I guess I, I discovered your band a couple of years ago, maybe? And I've been totally into you guys. So um, it's interesting that I just waited until yesterday to be like, hey, wait a minute. Come on the podcast. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to, uh, I don't know, talk about music. and Yeah. Let's... So there's there's three of you in the band, right? Uh-huh. And uh, is that like a rotating lineup with you as sort of the core of it, or how does that work? Well, I've been doing I just like my compositions for a few years, and the last lineup kind of stuck you know, which is uh, Landon on synths and Benny on drums. But I've I've been rotating musicians, just kind of trying different sounds and chemistry and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you guys are suit like that. <laughs> the music is so good. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna like get all of this out of my system for a second. Everything on the your album is like so nicely produced. And then when I saw you guys play live, it was also like super tight and like really well put together. And no laptops, right? Are you still doing yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I'm actually trying to get rid of more, uh, program stuff because I do use a Tempest and that has, uh, like, uh, sequences that I can manipulate. Yeah. But, uh, there's something about live music that just, uh, you know, having the human element, it's just magical and I miss that sometimes. Yeah, I think it's especially magical with synths, like with an electronic band because it's so, I mean, it's really so easy to just, like, program a lot of stuff and yeah. um, and you're not doing it and it sounds awesome you know like it you and you it, just the fact that everyone's such a great musician it's uh fantastic thank you man and thank you for the compliments oh it's, uh, sure it's nice to hear that you know it's uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there yeah um you're a guitarist right is that like your original int- instrument do i remember that correctly yeah i yeah i've been playing guitar since i was a kid and uh yeah, that, I, I would say that's like my strongest thing musically. Yeah, um, how did you get into electronic music? Was it sort of along with the guitar playing or did it come later? Uh, it, I, I guess layers of things in my life. The first one being growing up in the 80s, I was a kid and my brothers were teenagers and they were listening to... European uh, pop, synth pop, like Depeche Mode and Erasure and uh, I don't know, uh, you know, all that stuff, uh, Duran Duran, In Excess, Tears for Fears. And that sound is like kind of uh, nostalgic to me. That's like my introduction to music in a way or to kind of, uh, you know, commercial music. Yeah, yeah. Then I lived in Miami when I was going to school and I... The friends that I had at the time liked going to clubs, so I started going to clubs, even though clubs aren't my favorite thing. But I, I noticed, you know, at that time, like Daft Punk was big and like a lot of house musicians. And I remember this club, uh, Nikki Beach in Miami, that that had like this jazzy electro thing, and they had like really cool chords and something about the uh, repetitiveness and the drone that it kind of creates for whatever you're doing just uh, stuck and 
when whenever I hear that four on the floor, it's just like, yeah, it <laughs> just takes me back, you know? It's really interesting. I think what I like about your uh, music is that the things that I fell for in electronic music were, I think, like like when I was going to clubs, maybe it was, uh, I dare say, like 10, 10 years or so before. Yeah. And what I, what I felt like, what I loved about dance music started sort of fading away in my mm-hmm. mind. And things got that like four on the floor, like repeated thing happening, which I'm actually have grown to like uh, yeah. appreciate more recently. Uh, uh-huh. But I like the way you have, you kind of have a hybrid of that, that like dance sort of drone quality along uh-huh. with some really good melodies and like those catchy like synth riffs and bass lines. I was just talking about the uh, bass line to the song we're going to hear. Uh, wait, no, it was the song we heard, Everyday Chemical, yeah. right? Bump, bump, yeah. bump, bump. And, uh, but that kind of stuff, like when, it's a really nice blend of those two things, which is I think what really grabbed me about your music. Thank you. Yeah, is that, was that like an intentional or is it just the way the music sort of showed up for you? The, well, the bass, the baseline for that tune, I'm thinking like, what would Depeche Mode, I do that a lot. Like, what would Depeche Mode do if this was their song? Or what would, uh, the song actually started as a, as a Aphex. I like to think of other musicians when I make music. Like, let me, you know, like I have all the Aphex records and I'm kind of getting tired of them. So I'm going to make something that, kind of reminds me and it's a challenge i mean there's no way i could make something like as good as the patch motor afix twin but i try you know and it usually ends up in a song and so that's where i guess that's where the hybrids come from yeah and then the four on the floor is just like well you know it's kind of it's easy to get people to like it if you do that and i don't know it just simplifies a lot of you know rhythmic elements yeah it sort of serves as a um like a skeleton in a way, right? Like oh, you yeah. can just build things around. And that's been going on since uh, like big band, you know, where, I mean, the, I know like drummers used to do that on the kick drum, you know, not, not as boomy and, and punchy, Yeah. but uh, people would dance to that. You know, I guess that's just like a human thing. Like, and uh, you can probably hear the siren. Yeah. 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 So, uh, that's the awesome thing about (laughs) New York podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've just been lucky so far. I live on a corner uh, of a busy, two busy streets. So it's almost always a, uh, 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 siren. I couldn't think of the word for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually thinking of, uh, the next, uh, record that I do. I want to just incorporate because I moved into a new place that is very noisy and I can't do anything about it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to incorporate noise into all the songs, like, you know, sirens, people yelling, like whatever. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> one of the things, one of your tutorials and that, that I thought was really cool was, uh, I feel like a total like fan now that I'm talking like, oh my God, that's like your tutorial that you did on the sounds oh. from outside. <laughs> but, um, is it that type of, that type of, uh, idea of just sort of blending in the ambient noises to, um, thicken things a little bit or are they going to be really apparent too i don't know yet i i think that well the ambient noises uh kind of you know like i said on that tutorial add the the randomness that's missing maybe when you use like midi and stuff mm-hmm. and also i hear it a lot like on on these producers like burial and boards of canada and i think i think what they're doing is incorporating you know how like a, a lot of painters and even chefs they like use the materials that they have, right? 
And I think that's what they're doing. Like, okay, well, I'm hearing this rain, so I'm just going to, you know, this is clearly influencing my music, so why not just put it in there so that the listener... I'm totally making this up, but... That's... <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Some of the things I'm going to be doing... I'm doing this whole animal sanctuary thing, and I'm I'm trying to get my head around including sounds from the farm. In nice. A, in a, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about that idea, but I'm also very nervous about how cliche and like corny that can be, right? Like to have a rooster like <laughs> in the middle of something crowing. But you know, I think that's like the fun challenge of that type of thing too, is to to do something like in that case that's been done. You know, like people yeah. have been sampling sound effects forever, but to yeah. to like get your head around doing something new, like it's so it's like so many levels of new and old together that I think it's potentially oh, yeah. really cool. For sure, and and you know if you if you feel it's cheesy, like just mess with it. You know that's yeah. It's like you said, it's a challenge. That's the that's the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. So we should talk about uh, the next track we're going to listen to. Where do we go? Um, okay. And it's also from your new album. Uh, uh-huh. Any uh, interesting facts or uh, <laughs> anecdotes about this song? Well, the lyrics uh, just kind of happened while I was hanging out in Williamsburg, actually. And we were bar hopping, uh, me and a couple of friends. And I just kept saying, like, where do we go? You know, and I thought, like, oh, this is, I don't know. I, like, I had, a, I had the instrumental track, and I'm like, I should just put that on the on the music and uh i kind of like wrote that song on purpose because i tend to write things that are a little bit nostalgic and like more sad and i i try to force myself like kind of have something different more upbeat so that when you have you know when friends ask you like hey so you know like new friends like so can i hear your music like one thing i hear a lot is like oh it's like a kind of a downer and i'm oh shit i need to (laughs) I need to have, uh, so I guess this new album is more like upbeat, probably the most I've been able to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. and this song particularly is like dancey. Like I find yeah. all of your music, like, I, and maybe I tend to like favor maybe a little darker music. Yeah, me so too. Maybe that's why I appreciate <laughs> what others might perceive as a downer with your music. Yeah. Um, but this one particularly is not, <laughs> it's like super dancey and like, Yeah, it's great. We should give it a listen. Sure. Let's do it.
That was Where Do We Go from Twin Tape's latest album, Mass Disintegration. I'm here with Pavel Rivera. Hello again. Hello. Uh, so, yeah. So we've been talking a lot about your music and the electronic stuff. One of the things that really grabs me about your sort of uh, uh, timeline, I, I there's a better word for that. But what you're doing recently has been putting out a lot of these um, tutorial videos, uh-huh. which are super inspiring to me because I'm learning so much. Like I'm a, I'm a self-taught Ableton person uh-huh. um, from YouTube videos, so I have a lot of love for that whole world. Um, but what what led you to start doing these videos? Well, the uh, first I actually I watch people doing the same thing. Uh, for the last album, actually, I feel like I really uh, moved to a new level of production. And I was just 
I was buying videos. I was uh, checking out articles. Like I basically went to school on my own. Um, mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with it. And every night to go to sleep, I would watch some tutorial that some, even if it was bad, you know, I would like, there's something here. And, and I kept thinking like, wow, what, what, how, why are these guys doing this stuff? That's one reason. And I thought like, maybe I should do something where I share what I'm learning, you know, cause as you learn and you kind of like steal from other people, you, you discover your own thing too. Yeah. And the other thing that I noticed is like I go through periods where one period I'm producing a lot, the other period I'm like uh, writing or, uh, you know, another time I'm just doing like a lot of reading and stuff. And when I, go, when I come back to production, I forget everything that I've learned before. So this is a way for me to document. It's almost like a, for selfish reasons, you know, like documents, like every little trick that I can think of. Uh-huh. And then I'll just go, you know, I'll just go back and, and oh, shit, like I, I remember this uh, – you know, by the way, are you going to put a beep when I say shit? Oh, no, you can actually <laughs> say shit as many times as you want. All right. I specifically have like the song, the podcast is marked as uh, explicit language in iTunes. So okay. you're free to say whatever you like. All right. <laughs> um, cool. That's really interesting. I like, I, I feel like these, these conversations are enlightening to me in a way because I, a lot of the things that I've come up with in my own music and work it have, has been accidental uh-huh. and, and I don't know how I did it. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. So it's... there's that like, it's interesting when someone who like, you know, watching your tutorials, I'm like, oh, cool. Like th- I'm picking up and learning a lot from that stuff. And, but then to hear you say the reason you're doing it is because it's just to document is kind of great. Great, just for my own self-esteem to be like, oh, I'm not alone in in. Fear. Oh yeah, yeah, and actually, the stuff I'm doing is like this is music that I'm writing, and I'm just kind of sharing it. You know, I used to have a tendency to like wait till the very end, like okay, it's ready now, I can show it. And at one point, I was like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, it it's not going to sound very good, but I want to share the process because, like you said, you know, we're all. I don't know. Like I, I beat myself up a, a lot about the the. Um, final results you know like i always think oh it's not that good like i'm comparing it to the best yeah and and it's just it's impossible to you know get there yeah did you say that you are completely self-taught or did you study uh engineering or no i went to uh i studied uh jazz in miami and i studied production at berkeley oh cool how much of that do you feel like um applies to what you're actually doing now what you what you learned at berkeley uh that's uh you know what i'm gonna be honest i think that uh i've at school well at least like berkeley was kind of the uh the jump start you know but after it is when i really got in depth you know like they'll did i how do i say this I really have to put effort into learning the secrets of the producers, you know, like I really have to dig in and listen to a lot of stuff and like find the right video and like a little bit of that and and ask people. I don't think school like really gives you anything. I don't know. Like nowadays, I think you can go to school on your own, you know, especially if it's like an art related thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry to, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I actually agree with you. That's why I asked the question because I I I'm always curious. 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm so hesitant. It sounds like you are too to be like college is dumb. Don't do that. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, I think, uh, the good thing about college is it gave me the discipline, you know, mm-hmm. it gave me the understanding that I need to put time into things and be patient and have deadlines. You know, those are the good things. I also build relationships you know, I, uh, especially a school like Berkeley is kind of like a little bit of a taste of the real world because there's so many people and a lot of them are really good. And I, I don't feel like I was like standing out, you know, and yeah, that's kind of the real world, you know? Yeah. In a way. So yeah, for I mean, most, for most artists at least. It's t- I've studied piano at, I started at a community college in my mid-20s. Uh-huh. I like, took a lot. It's a whole story there, but I took a long time off from, between high school and going to college. And yeah. uh, my experience at this like, downtown Houston community college studying music and, and studying piano and music composition was okay. really fun and exciting. And I, the teachers were also working in the field, you know? Yeah. And then I transferred to university, and it was such a bummer. Like, <laughs> it was so, like... Uh, it took the life out of it for me. Yeah. Um, and I just, I feel like it honestly took a long time for me to, to get excited about discovering and learning about music yeah. uh, after that. And um, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to backtrack for a second. I, I learned so much from both schools. It's, yeah. you know, but one thing that I'm trying to unlearn is to be able to draw outside the lines, you know, and that's, I, I tend to like follow directions. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a good citizen and I, you know, if you can't do this, I won't do it. And school is like that. They tell you like, you know, this is the scale and this is what you're supposed to play or, or this is compression and these are the right settings for bass or whatever. And and then you see like a lot of the people that are doing really great work, uh, break the rules they just kind of do what they feel is good if that makes any sense yeah totally so that's what i'm trying to learn now to just follow my you know like you were saying like go go with those accidents yeah that that keep happening yeah and just (laughs) hope for the best if you ever have to recreate them and you yeah yeah exactly like i have I have like a not ridiculous backup system, but I have like a cloud backup of my entire computer and like a local one just uh-huh. because I'm so terrified. Like I have hours and hours of work that I would ne- have no idea how to recreate. So it's nice to have it all. Oh, saved. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite um, person uh, like a YouTuber or something like that who does electronic music tutorials that you've drawn the most from? Not electronic music, but I have. There's a guy. Uh, his website is the Recording Revolu- Revolution. Uh, I love that guy, Graham something. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, he has. Uh, it, he focuses a lot on like the psychology of uh, production, which I like. And he's anti, uh, you know, buying a bunch of stuff, and which I also like because I feel like when you buy a lot of plugins and gear, which hey, guilty. But that's a waste of time and an energy and uh, distraction, you know, when you have too many choices. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like going to a restaurant and, or, or, I don't know, going to, to the wine store and having so many amazing bottles. And you're like, what, sh-? you know, and you start like doing the, looking up for the review. I don't know if you do that. I do that. Like, I want to get the best, you know? Yeah. And it's, a, 
it's the same with the uh the plugins and the you know the gear like i have several synths and like right now i'm just using the profit 08 like that's it that's what i'm gonna use and so i get to the music so i like ram uh i think cotrain is his last name or something like yeah, that. yeah I, I think yeah because he's all about that and he makes some good he knows you know he speaks well and uh, it's inspiring i i recommend every producer or you know home producer to check him out yeah he he uh, a friend of mine recommended him to me way back when i was it wasn't that long ago maybe like three or four years ago uh-huh. uh, when i was just talking about wanting to start learning home recording and okay and it really opened doors for me just his whole philosophy of um like just make your album or your song or whatever with the things that you have for sure yeah it's really you know because it can feel really intimidating and like and i'm the same way where i'm like well i'm not going to do it until i'm set up with this perfect studio and i know exactly how to use everything well then yeah. you're that's never going to happen <laughs> like it, there's always going to be something else oh for sure uh i mean even in the new setup that i have i, I used to always like when I found a place in, in New York, like, oh, I need to put foam on the wall and it needs to be this and et cetera. So, you know, I, the sound has a, no noise from outside. And this time I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm not going to put any foam. Like, I'm going to hear it how, how people are going to hear it when it's done. You know, nobody's going to listen to my record in a studio. And uh, huh. I don't know. I'm, I'm finding this whole uh, attitude to be very liberating, you know, and just kind of less stressful. So... Yeah. that's good yeah that's cool i'm interested to see what what's coming next and yeah my phone is ringing all right it's okay um yeah well we should wrap this thing up but we're gonna wrap it up with um a track from oh man hold on sure i was trying to be so good about remembering the name of the next the pluto is named the album oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this track painting ocean dreams is the next thing we're gonna listen to do you want to tell us yeah. about that before we wrap up sure i uh that was a time when i visited my fam i have family in miami and in dominican republic Mm -hmm. and uh i spend a lot of time with my brother's kids and we went to the beach and that was a great vacation i just kind of uh disconnected from everything and just had fun with them like a like a child you know i became one of them and when i came back that's i I didn't play guitar or anything during the trip. I came back, I grabbed my guitar, and that was the first thing I played. Oh, nice. And, and in a month, I had that song like produced and everything. That's a beautiful thing when that happens. Yeah, when the song just shows up almost yeah. like as invited. But then you're like searching for that thing for the rest of your life, and it never happens again. So, <laughs> so it's that. a happy and sad story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Um, thanks. The, thank you, Michael. I'm, uh, you know, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to share more uh, Twin Tapes. And your website, twintapes.com, right? Yeah. And I'm um, making a, a video almost every day. Yeah, there's um, so many of them. I haven't even watched the new one, but like it's when I saw it post. Um, it's about a uh, call and response. Is that, do I remember that right? Yeah, that's... Uh, I, uh, Skrillex does that a lot in his, uh, you know, quirky bass lines and a lot of people do that. And it, I, I never really think about it that much. So I'm trying to incorporate that. So I thought like, let me 
make a tutorial about it. Man, you're that's really smart because people are going to stumble across these uh, tutorials and wonder, well, what kind of music is this guy making? And yeah. track you down. So hopefully all that will work together. And it'll be yeah, that, that'd be great. Cool. All right, Michael. All right, so links to all this stuff can be found at MikeyPod.com. And this is Painting Ocean Dreams from Twin Tapes.
from their 2011 album Pluto that was Twin Tapes with Painting Ocean Dreams. I'd like to thank my guest today, Pavel Rivera, for taking the time out to talk to us about his music. Take the time to go to TwinTapes.com and purchase some music. Support your independent artist friends or post about it, Facebook. Oh my gosh, I just remembered I have some t-shirts to give away. Aha. So this is for the uh, devout listeners. Um, let's see. I've got two um, two Elo t-shirts. You know, the network, the social network Elo. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I should have said this in the beginning of the show. Let's see how this goes. If you um, for and there are a few styles to choose from, I'll show them all to you. I'll put them on my Instagram today. Um, if you choose um, a social media platform, make it Twitter or Facebook or Instagram to share about this podcast and especially about Twin Tapes, uh, a link to one of their videos on your Facebook, you know, that type of thing. Um, send me your address and proof that you did that at, to MikeyPod at gmail.com and I will send you a t-shirt of your choice. Uh, I'll give you all the info about that stuff too. Um, I have a bunch of those shirts, so let's do, uh, they sent me six of them. Is it six? Maybe it's nine. I can't remember how many I have. It's nine. No, six. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, send do that. Post about Twin Tapes and this podcast. Send me the proof, and I'll send you a t-shirt. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, that's everything. And just send me a thing to say hi. Go to iTunes rate the podcast highly, leave a review. That stuff makes a huge difference and stay tuned for all my upcoming work. Thanks for listening.